This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah al qail walitukmilu al-iddata, walitukabbiru allaha ala ma hadakum wal'allakum tashkurun. وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما ألا فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكما ورد في الرواية وكل ضلالة في النار ألا فاتقوا الله عباد الله وتمسكوا من الإسلام بالعروة الوثقى واحذروا غضب الرب فإن أجسادكم على النار لا تكوى O servants of Allah and O children of Adam indeed all praises belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. We praise Him and we seek His assistance and guidance and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of ourselves and the adverse consequences of our deeds. We testify that whomsoever Allah guides, none can misguide. And whomsoever He misguides, then none can guide. And we request praises and blessings upon the final messenger, Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I bear witness that there's no one worthy of worship besides one Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is his best is his fine is his messenger brothers and sisters in islam o servants of allah and o children of adam here we are at the end of the month of ramadan at the end of our month at the end of our time with the generous guest that visited us a few weeks ago it doesn't feel like a long time it feels like he visited us a few days ago but in reality this guest has been with us for several weeks. This guest came with the gift of fasting and the gift of standing the night in prayer and the gift of Sadaqatul Fitr and the gift of the night of power and decree and virtue and the gift of freedom from the hellfire. This guest is so generous, it came with all these gifts and in quantities sufficient to cover every Muslim home that this guest visited. Alas, the time has come, brothers and sisters in Islam, for this guest to depart for another year. And as we experience yearly, at the end of our time with this generous guest, we go through the bitter, sweet moments of the month of Ramadan. Bitter because subhanallah, it's about to end. And sweet because of the day of Eid that no doubt will follow the day of prize giving, the day in which the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they receive their prizes. But things are not done yet, brothers and sisters in Islam. And we shouldn't be overwhelmed by the bitterness of Ramadan ending just yet. Why? Because we still have much to do. Yes, there's little time to do it, 
but we still have much to do. And alhamdulillah, it's a mercy from the mercies of Allah upon us that actions are judged by their endings. Allah will judge our entire month based on how sweet the ending to our month is, how sweet we are to our guest at the end. No doubt, it's all about the entire time with our guest, but Allah will look especially at our time with our guest at the end of the month of Ramadan, before the departure of Ramadan. Actions are judged by the endings, and if our ending is strong, then glad tidings to the one who has a strong ending. And a person who started strong, but ends weak, then we say, Allahul Musta'an. Actions are judged by the endings, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives everyone a chance to redeem themselves. Those who started strong, they can end stronger. And those who started weak, they can end strong. And all together collectively, they can receive from the treasures and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the prizes that will descend upon the ummah on the day of Eid. Brothers and sisters in Islam, from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will look at the best fast of our month. And we must try and make it at the end. We should have the best one right at the end. We should beat the best that we've already achieved. This is how we race towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and compete with each other in building a great Jannah. Why do we want to do this? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will look at the rewards of the greatest act of that month, the greatest sadaqah, the greatest fast, the greatest taraweeh. When I say greatest, I mean in intention and application, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will apply it across all our nights of our month, across all the days of our month, across all the same practices done during the month. This is from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is easy for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we see subhanallah, Ramadan comes with hope, and at the end it brings us even greater hope, that no matter what has happened, O servant of Allah, Ya Abdullah, and Ya Amatullah, O male servant of Allah, and O female servant of Allah, you have a great chance to redeem yourself. So yes, we feel bitter that our month is coming to an end, but we should, we should convert what we feel into greater motivation and greater inspiration to push and push harder and engage Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with all our might and all our ability and inshallah get to the day of Eid with the strongest of all endings bi'ithnillahi ta'ala. My dearest brothers and sisters in Islam, as we speak about the end of Ramadan, from the greatest acts of worship of this month is the Sadaqatul Fitr, which in today's day and age is approximated to be between 2 to 3 kgs depending on what quantity of uh, foodstuff or staple um, um, a food item you are giving out and uh, if you want to be safe then no doubt 2.5 is a good average or 2.5 to 3 you always safe with this and alhamdulillah we have our local scholarship to guide us with more specific figures and more specific numbers most of us under lockdown won't have Eid Salah this year but we must ensure that the fitr is paid before what would normally constitute the time of Eid had the situation been normal. So be sure to take care of those brothers and sisters in Islam so that it brings to us the blessings of the Sadaqatul Fitr, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewarding us for a Sadaqah as well as using that money to redeem any minuses, any 
defects that we might have had in any part of our application during the month. So the Sadaqatul Fitr is another opportunity for us to end the month stronger because it brings to us uh, blessings that covers any mistakes that we might have had whilst we were fasting or praying and so on and so forth during the month. But if we delay in giving the Sadaqatul Fitr, then it will be accepted. But it will be accepted as a general Sadaqah. It won't, what we understand from the Prophet ﷺ is that it doesn't carry the same virtues as it carries when one gives it out before the Eid prayer. So since we won't have the Eid prayer this year, let us uh, think about the normal time that we do pray Eid Salah every year or had things been normal this year, you know, what time would that Salah be and ensure that we take care of it before that. Even better, take care of it before the end of Ramadan. It was a practice of the Sahaba to give the Sadaqatul Fitr a day before Eid or even two days before Eid. So there's no problem in this. No doubt the Prophet Sallallahu was aware of this and the Prophet Sallallahu he never uh, mentioned this to be an incorrect practice. So this is something that we can manage before the day of Eid because, you know, we could forget and subhanallah, if, uh, we, we don't want to get into a situation where we fall into regret. So in these moments, take uh, special care in finding out the best way to distribute your sadaqatul fitr in your town, in your city, uh, in light of COVID-19 and the new circumstances in play and take care of this great act of worship. Brothers and sisters in Islam, with this said, subhanallah, and now us moving forward, we have the day of Eid. And the day of Eid, brothers and sisters in Islam, is a day of celebration that Allah has given the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a recurring way. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as we know from the hadith of Anas, radiallahu when he went to Medina, he found them celebrating two days or celebrating. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, what, what, what is happening? They said, these are days that we celebrate and have fun in. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, inna Allah qad abdalakum bihima khayran minhuma, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has replaced these two days for you with two better days. Eid al-Adha and Eid al-Fitr. The Eid at the end of the first 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah and the Eid at the end of the month of Ramadan. And as we see, subhanAllah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings these days of celebration for us at the end of intense, uh, intense moments of worship, at the end of seasons of worship. Ramadan is a season of worship. The last 10 nights are a season of worship. The first 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah are a season of worship. And Allah brings us these days to celebrate. Why celebrate brothers and sisters in Islam? Because Allah is freeing us from the hellfire. Have fun, be happy, wear your best, celebrate on earth this happiness that Allah has freed you from the hellfire. May Allah free us all from the hellfire. Ameen. Also, celebrate because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has raised our ranks in Jannah and built for us our Jannah and the fruits of our labor, fasting, praying, reading the Qur'an, increasing in our recitation, increasing in our charity, increasing in how good we are with people, reconnecting in a better way with our Lord, detaching ourselves from the dunya. All the rewards of this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is... Uh, is, is handing uh, to us the fruits of our labor. Thus our Jannah is growing in leaps and bounds on, on this day. And we are saved from the hellfire. And indeed, this is not something that you can pay with the entire dunya, brothers and sisters in Islam. This is something that comes with the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So even though this day of Eid, we will be in our homes. Where I am, it's a 24-hour lockdown. So we will be stuck in our homes. We can't go out. But brothers and sisters in Islam, the opportunity of Eid, the results of Eid, the prizes of Eid are still intact. And this means we should do everything in our capacity to enjoy the day, to see the O of opportunity and not be boggled down by the O of obstacle. 
I don't know where you're viewing this from. Everyone has different circumstances and situations with regards to uh, the day of, of Eid and what they can do and what they can't do. But for, for example, myself, we are under 24-hour lockdown. But it's important upon us to, to live that day to the best of our ability with, uh, um, with amazing happiness. Do things with the kids that surprise them. If you bought them a certain amount of gifts every year, buy them more this year. Of course, to the best of your ability, brothers and sisters in Islam. I'm not saying go bankrupt. Everyone has their own unique financial circumstances and situations. But you get the idea. It doesn't have to be a monetary physical gift. Maybe it could be you putting the phone away for half of the day and telling your children, I am with you for two, three, four hours. It's just me, Baba and the children or Mama and the children. We're just going to be together and we're going to have fun. We're going to do a puzzle together, build some structure together. We're going to do something that is even more different than what you normally do and make sure you bring the excitement of the day in. Before Ramadan, I released a video about making sure that we meet Ramadan with the same excitement that we meet Ramadan every year because the opportunities are still there in front of us. The opportunity of freedom from the hellfire, the opportunity of Alhamdulillah, uh, being, having our previous sins forgiven. All these opportunities are there, walillahi alhamd. And now we have the opportunity, we've gone through Ramadan, we have the day of Eid and the opportunity of freedom from the hellfire and an amazing paradise is still there for us and it will be given to us, bidnillahi ta'ala. So we celebrate that day. Yes, we won't have salah in congregation, depending on the nature of your lockdown. But make sure you have the nice bath and you, you, you know, people in many countries, mashallah, there's no... Um, uh, the, the barber shops are closed. The hairdressers are closed, right? So some of the men are starting to look like like some some form of Wolverine, <laughs> right? Because uh, you know they don't have the, the the hairdresser at their disposal, the barber at their disposal. So make sure you know you buy yourself a pair of clippers, a pair of uh, trimmers, and Alhamdulillah, you you know trim yourself, make yourself look appropriate as you would do, uh, you know, at the end of Ramadan before Eid, as you would do for the days of Eid. Bring out your best clothes. You don't have to buy one. Uh, any if you can't, but bring out your best clothes that you have, wear your best itar, uh, recite the takbir. As soon as they say the moon has been sighted or the 30th of Ramadan is completed, announce the takbir. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd. Announce the takbir and, and, and make the children uh, uh, say it loud with you and, and make it something which is repeated every now and again throughout the night of Eid and then before the Eid prayer, before you uh, gather for the Eid prayer, if, it's, if, if you're capable of doing it, if the scholars of your vicinity allow you to uh, then do the Eid prayer together and then after Eid open the presents with the children right wrap the presents it makes it more exciting for them if you normally give them the gift without being wrapped go and wrap the present this Eid it creates more um, excitement for them more uh, it makes them more interested and so on and so forth so it makes the occasion better um, you know uh, make sure you have that normal Eid meal yes no visitors are coming but nonetheless, make it whatever your special Eid day is, meal is, make it and go through the day celebrating the day. Why? Be with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told you to do to the best of your abilities. This is our day, brothers and sisters in Islam. Whether we're out, whether we're in, we're going to show up and we're going to celebrate our Eid to the best of our abilities. And remember, brothers and sisters in Islam, that the celebration of Eid also happens not through disobeying Allah. So make sure that you don't bring into your home practices that nullify your Ramadan, like dancing and music and bad movies and so on and so forth. This is not what we're saying. I know some people say it's the day of Eid, khalas, we're going to sit on Netflix and binge watch. Don't burn your Ramadan on the day which is given to you to celebrate the success of your Ramadan. So be 
people of taqwa because the uh, taqwa the Allah you worship in Ramadan is the same Allah you have to worship on the day of Eid and after the day of Eid but celebrate by building your Jannah much more subhanallah when Allah tells us celebrate Eid he tells us to do the takbir وَلِتُكَبِّرُ اللَّهُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَاللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ وَلِلَّهِ الْحَمْدِ This is ibadah. By doing this, our jannah grows. So we celebrate by building jannah some more. We go for the Eid prayer. This is a celebration by building jannah some more. So this is what we do, brothers and sisters in Islam. When it's about celebrating Eid, we celebrate by more building of jannah. And we stay away from any burning of our Jannah. So yes, bring the happiness, but within the boundaries and guidelines that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set for. He set them and He said, Tilka hududullah fala taqrabuha. These are the boundaries of Allah. Don't go near them. Don't go near them. But with regards to halal, Allah tells us halal and He says, Tilka hududullah fala ta'taduha. Allah says, this is what is halal. You can go right to the boundary, but don't cross the boundary. But with regards to haram, Allah doesn't tell us to even go near the boundary. So remember this, on the day of Eid, do everything that is halal. Go right to its boundary. But don't go beyond it. Because if you go beyond it, you're in haram. And with regards to haram, Allah says, don't even go near the boundary. So remember this, brothers and sisters in Islam. Now many questions are coming in with regards to the Eid prayer, and what should we do, and how should we do it? Brothers and sisters in Islam, take guidance from your local ulama. They will guide you with regards to this matter, and they have a greater right towards guiding you with regards to this matter. Don't be shopping for advice over the internet from outside sheikhs. Try and be united as a community in, in whatever the scholars of that community have decided. Because the reality is, this is a matter of difference of opinion, whether the salah can be prayed by itself, or it can't be prayed by itself. The Hanafi madhab views Salatul Eid as a, a, an individual obligation, whilst the, the Hanbali madhab views it as a communal obligation, whilst the Malikis and the Shafi'is, they view it as a recommended prayer. So naturally from this, you're going to find different views with regards to the scholars. The Hanafi madhab, for example, by default, it doesn't allow the Eid Salah to be prayed uh, in homes and in private places that are not accessible, especially if you don't have general permission from uh, the, the ruler of the land, or if you're in a Muslim minority, then the Mufti uh, and Sheikh who is in charge of the affairs of the community. Uh, however, We've seen in some uh, Hanafi scholarly circles, some scholars have allowed it if you have four adult males in the home. And if you don't have four adult males in the home, then there's no Eid Salah because they use some of the statements that go back to Abdullah ibn Mas'ud and Ali radiallahu an that don't promote praying Eid by itself, but rather you pray general Salah, like Salatul Duha, and you increase in the Duha prayer. So if you normally pray two, you can pray four, and this suffices for you. But if we look at the other madhabs, they allow uh, making up uh, the Eid uh, prayer at home, either individually or with the family. But note, they talk about it as something being made up if you miss it with the masses. But this year, it's different, obviously, because it's not a case where the masses are doing it. In some countries, there's absolutely no Eid happening in some countries. So what I'm saying is, some scholars have said, because there's no Eid happening, then this issue of using the hadith of Anas ibn Malik, radiallahu an, whereby he made up the Eid prayer, doesn't apply because he made it up because he missed it with the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ours is a case where there's no Eid happening anyway. In some cases, alhamdulillah, people can gather up to 50. So they will have 
a, a communal Eid based on 50 people and that makes things easier uh, for the rest of the people to make it up at home based on the hadith of Anas and so on and so forth. The point is, brothers and sisters in Islam, it's a, it's a complicated matter to try and figure this out on your own. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't want you to figure it out on your own. Allah says, فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Ask the people of knowledge who you don't know. Who are the people of knowledge you should ask? Your scholars of your community. They know your community better. They know what is aslah and better for the community. And they will guide the community in terms of what to be done. Whether to do it at home, whether not to do it at home. If you do it at home, should you do it individually? Should you do it as a family? Should you have a khutbah? Shouldn't you have a khutbah? They will guide you appropriately. So keep your local scholars busy. Don't be calling um, uh, different scholars from other lands and, and seeking guidance from them in this matter. Unless you have no one local, then you can, of, of course, access uh, an international scholar, but explain to him your circumstance and situation. Now, with regards to how to go about the Eid prayer, if we our scholars allow it, then your local scholarship will advise you as well. But in general, the Eid prayer will happen in the same way that it normally happens when you pray during normal circumstances, okay? The two units of prayer with the extra takbirs, depending on the madhab that you follow. So this is the advice, brothers and sisters in Islam, of this last Jumu'ah of Ramadan. And before I leave brothers and sisters in Islam, I want to highlight to you all what to come after Ramadan. What should be uh, our way after Ramadan, the way forward after Ramadan? Because no doubt when we go through these bitter moments at the end of Ramadan, we feel all this motivation and all this inspiration, right? This is what we feel. We feel all this inspiration that we're going to, subhanallah, after Eid, we are going to be doing this and we're going to be doing that. We're going to be reading so much Quran and we're going to be doing so much Salah and we're going to be doing so much fasting. Brothers and sisters in Islam, calm down, alright? Be pragmatic. Be practical. Be excited, but don't, be, don't come up with something that will burn you out a few weeks after Eid, such that Ramadan becomes a distant memory and all your progress of Ramadan becomes lost. The month of Ramadan is different to the month of, Eid, uh, month of Shawwal. In Ramadan, Jahannam is shut. In Shawwal, it's open. In Ramadan, um, uh, the doors of Jannah are wide open. In Shawwal, it's different. Right? Uh, the shayateen are chained in Ramadan. In Shawwal, it's different. Also, naturally, your life changes for Ramadan. It's going to go back to normal in Shawwal. So understand, have a good sit down with yourself before, uh, before Ramadan ends this year. And really, figure out what your timetable is really based on how it was before Ramadan and the forecast of it after Ramadan, and figure out what is practical. Because everyone has different timetables, different uh, realities because of how many children they have, which schools they go to, how they work, and so on and so forth. Is it online, on-site? Is it far, close? Everyone has different circumstances. So have an understanding of what your timetable is, and based on that, work out a practical way moving forward in terms of how you will manage the motivation you receive from Ramadan moving forward until next Ramadan such that you are progressing. If you are doing a quarter juz a day before Ramadan and mashallah a juz a day in Ramadan, you're not going to do a juz a day after Ramadan. You might, but most likely you won't. Okay? So you got to go back. I was on a quarter, but I'm going to build myself up. So maybe I'm going to start doing half a day in Shawwal and see how that goes. If it's easy, I'll do three quarters. If it gets hard, I'll drop to a quarter until it gets normal. Then I'll push up a quarter and one page if that's normal, a quarter and two pages if that's normal, a half and so on and so forth. So you burn yourself in. You take extra, it will be a struggle, but as it becomes normal, then you increase. As it becomes normal, then you increase and you do the same with your salat, qiyam, layl, your fasting every Monday and Thursday and the three days of every month. Burn yourself in so you can comfortably get to the next Ramadan, alhamdulillah, in a way 
way whereby you are better off than you were before the last Ramadan. So this is parting advice, brothers and sisters in Islam, that I leave with you all. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our deeds. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless what remains. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the rewards of Laylatul Qadr and the rewards of being freed from the hellfire and the rewards of our sins being forgiven. Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take us from strength to strength. Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Brothers and sisters in Islam, إِنَّ اللَّهَ أَمَرَكُمْ بِأَمْرٍ قَدْ بَدَأَ فِيهِ بِنَفْسِهِ وَثَنَّ فِيهِ بِمَلَائِكَتِهِ الْكِرَامِ فَقَالَ تَعَالَى قَوْلًا كَرِيمًا إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا وَقَدْ قَالَ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ مَنْ صَلَّى عَلَيَّ صَلَاةً وَاحِدَةً صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ بِهَا عَشْرًا اللَّهُمَّ فَصَلِّ وَسَلِّمْ وَبَارِكْ وَأَنْعِمْ عَلَى عَبْدِكَ وَرَسُولِكَ مُحَمَّدٍ أَفْضَلِ الْخَلْقِ وَأَكْرَمِ الرُّسُلِ وَارْضَ اللَّهُمَّ عَنِ الْخُلَفَاءِ الرَّاشِدِينَ الأئمة المهديين أبي بكر وعمر وأثمان وعلي وعن سائر الصحابة والتابعين وعنا معهم بمنك وكرمك وإحسانك يا أرحم الراحمين. We send salutations upon the Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم in abundance, brothers and sisters in Islam. Use this Friday to send salutations upon him, to do your surah al-kahf, and to use this last hour of Friday to raise your hands and ask Allah سبحانه وتعالى to accept your Ramadan and accept from the Ummah their Ramadan and to bless us with another Ramadan and to grant cure to those who are sick and to grant mercy to those who've passed away and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to preserve us in his obedience and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to lift this difficulty off us and to guide the oppressors that might have been a means for this difficulty falling upon us and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to not hold us accountable for that which those people of oppression uh, do around us. Allahul Musta'an. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to lift the corona situation to save the world from a recession and all difficulties subhanallah that will affect the progress of the da'wah especially. Um, Our du'a is no doubt our weapon. Du'a is the weapon of a believer and it is the essence of all worship. Brothers and sisters in Islam, I love you all for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything correct said is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and he is perfect and any mistakes are from myself and shaitan and I seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness. I love you all for the sake of Allah. Taqabbal Allah minna wa minkum salih la'amal and until Allah brings us together again, salamullahi alaykum wa rahmatuhu wa barakatuh. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.